Welcome back, folks. It's Locked On NFL, part of the Locked On Network, and we have a fabulous show for you as we get ready for the initial game of the 2021 season. I am really pumped for it, and we're going to get cutting on everything to do with this particular game, Bucks cowboys A little bit of, uh, you know, what else is going on around the league with fire and forget, and I have an announcement for you. We're going to get to that here coming up on Locked On NFL. Locked on NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Folks, I hope you are ready. I know the Tyler's ready. How are you, Tyler? Yeah, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, Actually, as as my uh, Locked On Titans listeners would know, I've been struggling with my voice for the last few days, and I finally feel back close to 100%. So I'm so excited that ready for kickoff, I'm ready to go as well. So the football season and myself both ready to get going. Man, I am pumped for that. And folks, we're going we're gonna to walk through that, give you this game, give us our takes on that a little bit. But I got to tell you something else, too, because I wanted to get to this first week of the season. And luckily... We have Tyler, so we can hand this off. What I'm going to do is step away from this particular show, and you're going to find me five days a week over on the Locked On NFL Draft Show with Eric Crocker and myself. We're going to take that thing to a crazy new situation. Um, I spend all kinds of time in the offseason. I might as well start now, right? So I, I know the Shadow Room is calling for me, so I'm, I'm glad that you're here to take it over, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, Ryan. Well, I appreciate uh, you making up that lie about going to the NFL draft show when in reality, I am forcing you back to the shadow realm to take another stranglehold over the Locked On NFL Thursday show. But all jokes aside, you can catch Ryan over there on Locked On NFL Draft. He does a great job with all of his content, and I'm very excited uh, to not only see you take that step, but to also enjoy your content and learn from you and Crocker over there on the Locked On NFL Draft. So, so make sure that you guys go over and check that out. But don't leave us here because starting next week, the box on the other side of the screen will be filled with a new co-host to join me. So make sure you tune in next Thursday for that. But we got this Thursday to talk about right now. Before we get into that, just want to remind you guys, the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 by the Locked On Podcast Network is still live right now. If you missed any of those episodes, make sure that you go back and check those out. Your local experts from the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey's NFL experts combining for the best preseason start analysis that you are going to find. So make sure that you guys check that out. But as for today's show, we got... One of our favorite segments in our short time together, Ryan, we are bringing back fire or forget. And we are going to go through some of the the injuries that have popped up here right before opening weekend and talk about how concerned or whether or not we should be concerned with some of those injuries. We then are going to preview Thursday night's game tonight between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys to kick off the season. And then we will cap off the show talking a little bit about the Bradley Roby trade between the Houston Texans and the New Orleans Saints. But fire and forget is first. So let's start. Number one, we have Saquon Barkley, who's obviously coming back from the torn ACL. He was limited at Wednesday's practice. Ryan, quickly, is that something that you know, is fire we should worry about or something forget that we should not worry about? 
I think that's a forget. It's built into his timeline. He should be doing this and taking mm-hmm. it easy to start the season. You want him, you know, week three, week four to maybe hit his stride where he can take the load. I'm not worried about it. Forget it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to piggyback off what you said. I'm not real worried about that. Saquon Barkley is a freak athlete. He's coming around week two, I believe, will be a full calendar year. So it makes sense that he would be ready to go. It's crazy how ACLs have progressed to the point where obviously there's a long recovery time, but it's not nearly the the career jeopardizing injury that it used to be. Next, we have Deshaun Watson. We'll keep it simple here. Did not participate in practice. We know the situation around Deshaun Watson with the legal allegations, with the Texans trade situation. I'm going to call that a fire, quite frankly, early on, just because I think it's a dark cloud that hangs over your locker room. Guys are going to get asked about that all year. And that's a top five quarterback, in my opinion, that's healthy and just not playing in games. So I think that is a fire situation. What say you, Ryan? It certainly isn't good, but I'll I'll just call it a mushroom cloud because I think the damage is done. It's not on fire right now. We're waiting for a resolution, but I'm with you. Like It just doesn't look good to leave a talent like that on the sideline. Yeah, absolutely, especially when you're one of the worst rosters in the NFL. And don't worry, I'll give you guys a nice Rollins rant there near the end of the show on that. Next, Makai Becton, the starting left tackle, second-year left tackle for the New York Jets, one of the best offensive linemen in the league, was a full participant coming back from a concussion. So probably a a forget there. Concussion shouldn't linger for him, hopefully. Ryan, would you agree there? Actually, I'd go fire because I think this is the key thing for Wilson's – early development here in the beginning of the season. So that allows them, I think, to roll forward with their plan. I'm really excited about that one. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, good to go. Now, moving forward, a guy who I obviously cover on a day-to-day basis, wide receiver A.J. Brown did not participate in Wednesday's practice with a a knee injury. I am going to just jump right off the bat here. I'm going to say that's a forget. A.J. Brown is somewhat of a diva. If you watched him last season, he came out of pretty much every game of the year for a couple of plays at least, and then went back in and dominated. Titans head coach Mike Vrabel has made jokes in the past about A.J. Brown just wanting a little bit of attention out there on the field. He even tweeted himself that he would be ready to go for week one, so I'm going to chalk that up as a forget. Yeah, I'm right there with you. If he misses a game, I'll start to get concerned. Yeah, absolutely. And then next we have Zadarius Smith, the talented edge rusher from the Green Bay Packers. He was limited with a back issue. And I'm going to call that a fire for the Packers. I think their defense really needs that pass rush help. I think Preston Smith isn't the caliber of rusher that Zadarius is. I know that they have the young guy in Rashawn Gary. They obviously have Kenny Clark. They have other pass rushers, but to me, Zadarius Smith is the one that, that that stirs the drink. And how many people do you know, Ryan, that had back problems where the back problems went away? Not very many. So definitely something to watch. I think that's a fire. I tell you what, I, I agree with you completely. That is a five alarm right there because Alex Schwartz, backs don't heal very easily. And that is a guy that you have to rely on if you were the Green Bay Packers this particular season. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So we're in agreement there. The next two are ones that popped up on Wednesday. We got some more information. Paris Campbell, the wide receiver from the Indianapolis Colts, was limited with an Achilles injury. I'm going to call that a fire, and quite frankly, it's because I am not very high on the pass-catching group that they have in Indianapolis. You got Michael Pittman Jr. who has a lot of promise, but T.Y. Hilton is going to be out for a significant amount of time with a neck injury. Outside of that, you have Zach Pascal, who missed some time 
on the COVID list. I don't think they have a lot to, and then Mike Straken, who all of the local people in India are excited about, but that's a seventh round rookie. So I, I think the pass catchers are one of the big holes on the roster for the Colts. I would be a little bit worried about that. That's a fire. Yeah, I have to be concerned as well, especially after not seeing him enough last season, even in early going and camp, et cetera. I was really high on him in the draft. I thought I actually had him ranked above Terry McLaurin. So like the mm -hmm. potential is there and to see this happen again, let's hope that it's temporary, but that is a big problem. If that lasts even two week two. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of Terry McLaurin, he plays for the Washington football team. Curtis Samuel left practice today with a groin injury. And that's, I think, a, a fire situation for similar reasons. You have Adam Humphreys, who's had his own health struggles. You have a rookie in Daimi Brown out of North Carolina, who I like a lot, but that's a rookie wide receiver outside of that. Cam Sims is a guy that, that pops up. But I, I think there are some concerns about the wide receiver depth chart if you lose Curtis Samuel for the Washington football team. So I would call that a fire situation as well. But that is forget or fire or forget for one last time between me and Ryan. We are going to move on and talk about this Thursday night football game. Ladies and gentlemen, football is here. Before we get into that, though, do want to tell you guys about our friends over at Manscaped. Attention gamblers of all shapes and sizes. Our friends over at Manscaped have a can't-miss bet for you today. The leaders in male grooming just lost their fourth-generation performance package, the best odds that you could have to taking care of your downstairs without coming out with any injuries is the new lawnmower 4.0 across the board this is the package that will get you in the mood for whatever your gambling heart desires you're ready to take the leap to male grooming royalty go ahead and check out manscape and the lawnmower 4.0 2 million men already have joined the Manscaped movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code locked on. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code locked on at manscaped.com. Once again, 20% off and free shipping with code locked on at manscaped.com. Fellas, don't gamble on shaving your balls with the wrong tools. Choose Manscaped. Your balls will Thank you. All right. Well, let's continue. It is time to talk some football. We have finally made it. The season opener between the Dallas Cowboys and the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And before we kind of get into the things that we're looking for in that game, just want to let you guys know right now the Buccaneers are an eight and a half point favorite. The over under is currently 51 and a half. So expecting some decent scoring in that game and looking like Tampa Bay, obvious favorite, more than a touchdown. So that shows mm -hmm. that the uh, the guys out in Vegas feel pretty good about Tampa Bay in this game. But Ryan, how do you feel about this game? What are your initial thoughts about the first game of the season? I, the spread seems a little bit over the top for me, but mm -hmm. 
in no question was I in favor of the Bucs. I think clearly coming off of that Super Bowl win and what they haven't had to go through this offseason, they have to be the clear favorite. I mean, there's even people talking about 17-0. Folks, that's never going to happen. There will never be an undefeated team ever again. I'm just telling you. Yep. But this week in week one, uh, I think I'm going to have to go with the guys in red over the guys in blue. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you there. If I had to pick the game, I would definitely go with Tampa Bay. Obviously, at home, and they are coming off the Super Bowl. They've returned all of their starters essentially. Now, uh, I do believe their safety Jordan Whitehead is going to be out for this game, but that that's one guy of the 22. So I think they're going to be perfectly fine. And on the Dallas side of things, Zach Martin, I don't think it's a stretch to say that he's going to be a hall of famer. Zach Martin is going to be out of this game because he's on the COVID list. And although he's vaccinated, uh, the timing of it, he's not going to be able to have two negative tests 48 hours prior to the game. So he will be out. And as anybody listening will know, the Dallas Cowboys offense is predicated on the run game. They're going to need to get Zeke going. They're going to need to control the clock. They don't want to get in a shootout with Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay's defense is ready to go. The pass rush is great. So you're going to put yourself in a bad spot if you get down early and you're unable to run the ball. Dak Prescott coming back from a serious injury as well. So any offensive line concerns are going to be tough when you're going against Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett, and the guys down in Tampa Bay on the front line, especially the new rookie Joe Tryon Tryanka. I'm, I'm, I called him Joe Tryon for years, and now I'm trying yeah. to add in that uh, hyphenated name there. So uh, it's just a tough pass rush group when you don't have your fully healthy offensive line and probably the best offensive lineman on your team, maybe him and, and, and Tyron Smith. So uh, that's a concern for me as well. Yeah, I can't argue with you at all. And I got to tell you, like, I'm not somebody that sold on what they're going to be able to do to slow down that Tampa offense. Yeah. Uh, Trayvon Diggs in particular, I think, is going to have either a make or break early season game right here. Mm -hmm. Going up against that physical wide receiver group, he's a physical defensive player. I really like his game. I was really huge on him coming out of the draft. I think a, a solid season last year. We've seen him, if you guys have watched Hard Knocks at all, get beat around by route runners, particularly mm -hmm. Cooper there in practice in the preseason. I don't know that that's what happens here. I, I like his chances of being able to, to physical control the initial release in the first five yards of the routes. But if they do get loose on him, I think it's going to be a long day for him. So I think that's probably one focal point that I'll be paying attention to. Yeah, and what's funny is, is in my notes prepping for the game, obviously I talked about the pass rush and the offensive line concerns for the Cowboys with Zach Martin out, but the other note that I had was about the Cowboys' unproven secondary going up against this good group of pass catchers. You mentioned Trevon Diggs, and that's probably their, their best guy, or they're hoping that's their best guy in the secondary, but even if Trevon Diggs has a good game against, say, Mike Evans or, or Chris Godwin, you still have Antonio Brown, you have Godwin, then you have Scotty Miller, you have Tyler Johnson as well, not to mention the tight ends. And they're going up against a secondary that outside of Diggs has Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, De, uh, DeMonte Casey, uh, Donovan Wilson. I, I just think that those are guys that going up against what could be the best pass catching group in the entire NFL it could get ugly very quickly. And with what we're talking about, if it gets ugly quickly, the Cowboys can't rely on that run game. The pass rushers for the Buccaneers can kind of pin their ears back and get off. It could be a tough start to the season for the Dallas Cowboys, but a tough spot anyway, quite frankly.
I agree. I got to say, I, I'm interested to see Micah Parsons in, in what is more of a, yes. it looks like he should be pass rushing more than dropping. Mm -hmm. I think that's exactly how you have to play him. Can he help yes. Lawrence on the other side? Can they get to Tom Brady? I always, with Tom Brady, want to pressure through the A-gaps. I'm not sure that they have the horses to get that done. The pressure on Brady, just moving him off the spot is effective, and that's the other key that you have to get from that particular unit. Yeah, 100%, and I agree. And what just those two names you just mentioned between Brady and Parsons, one thing that I've noticed from our time watching Hard Knocks and from our time watching Parsons in college, he is a very aggressive and very confident guy. And for a rookie who hasn't been at the NFL level and hasn't seen the type of things that Tom Brady can do to manipulate, manipulate the defense over the middle, I think there's a very good chance that Tom Brady could have Micah Parsons on a string all game and just be moving him around wherever he wants him and making sure that he stays safe and completes passes where Micah Parsons was supposed to be. I have a lot of hope and a lot of optimism for Micah Parsons as a player long-term, but going up against the smartest quarterback of all time, I think he could really take advantage of an over-aggressive rookie. But we are going to continue pushing forward. We have to talk about a trade. There was a trade right before the beginning <laughs> of the season between the Houston Texans and the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, we definitely have to. And if you want to get some of the action in on this game or what's going to go on with Houston, there's plenty of ways to do it. But the best one is to get on betonline.ag, the number one spot for pro and college action that you want to get in the game. They have all the odds, props, and contests. And you can go in there and get in there the biggest, the online's biggest, I love saying it that way, half-million-dollar mega contest, as well as the world's largest 200,000 NFL Survivor contest. They're both open now over at betonline.ag. If you sign up today, you get a 100% welcome bonus. That's with the promo code locked on. That always helps. And if you wager on this game tonight, there is still time for Cowboys versus Bucks. And you wager 25 or less and you lose, you get refunded with the code NFL100. Yes, tick, tick, tick. It's only one place. It's betonline.ag, your favorite sports spot, where you can do everything that you need to do with our promo code locked on. That's over at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And what we're going to talk about coming up is how you take that action and you roll it into building parts because sometimes you just got to acquire new parts and that has to be a trade. And when I need new parts, and I often do, unfortunately, I go to rockauto.com because I don't have time to go to a brick and mortar store and hope that they can get the part that I need. I save 100 or even more than that, half the time off of the, the retail price that helps me. And I'm just a do-it-yourselfer. So it doesn't matter if you're a professional or somebody that's kind of taking the time. They save you time and money. And that's really what it comes down to. They've been in business for 20 years and they are family owned. And that makes a difference to me as well. All you got to do is go over there, fill your cart with all the parts that you need. When you find that box, it says, how did you hear about us? Right in locked in. So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices and all the parts for your car or truck is ever going to need over at rockauto.com. So I'm really intrigued and I didn't hit the thing because I totally forgot to do that, but I'm intrigued by what in the world is going on in Houston. And I know I just got to set you up and let you unwind here in a second, but is this not to go back to the other segment, is this indicative of a team that is just ready to lose out and start from scratch in 2022? Or is there something more or less methodical broken in this organization? Well, I mean, I think the the logical answer, you're not wrong, that you see this trade, Bradley Roby to the New Orleans Saints. We're still waiting on the exact terms of the trade, what the Saints gave up. They got to move some cap around to make this possible. But when you see that trade, your instant thought is, you see this in basketball all the time, right? A team is tanking, 
They're selling off players to get draft picks, doing whatever they got to do to shed salary. It would make sense for the Houston Texans to be in that mode. But what doesn't make sense is another move that they made recently, signing wide receiver Danny Amendola. (laughs) I mean, the Texans are trying to rebuild. The Texans need to blow up this whole thing. Tell me why they are the fourth oldest roster in the NFL with an average age of 26.72 years. The Tennessee Titans are trying to make a a push to a Super Bowl, and they're the fifth oldest roster in the league, so that makes sense. But the Texans are absolutely terrible. They brought in a bunch of veterans who are in the late stage of their career on one- to two-year deals. It just doesn't make any sense. If you're going to do the one- to two-year deals, and you're trying to blow things up and kind of restart this whole machine, then you bring in a bunch of young guys who are super competitive, trying to prove that they belong in the NFL. And through that roster, you might get five to ten guys who you want to stick around as you progress the rebuild. What doesn't make sense at all is to add older guys like Danny Amendola to a team that is not competing for anything. And these veterans are going to be on one of the worst teams in the NFL. And halfway through the year, they're going to be like, Why in the world am I spending the last few years that I have in the NFL on this dumpster fire of a team? If I was going to take a small contract, I would have done it for a team that has a better chance to actually win some games. So the Texans are sending mixed messages. They're trying to tell us that they're going to try to win and be competitive. But that doesn't make any sense. And it also goes back to the fact that they seem confused. Why in the world, if you're the Texans, you have four draft picks in the draft and you use the first draft pick that you have, which comes in the third round somehow, on Davis Mills, when the odds are that you're going to have a top five pick next year and probably could target a quarterback like Spencer Rattler or Sam Howe. Um, I, I, I mean, it just – I don't know if if they're trying to fool somebody. I think at the end of the day, Nick Casario and David Culley, they might be trying to fool themselves into thinking that they have a chance to compete here. And when you do that and you don't have a solid course – It's almost like they don't know where they want to go. Do they want to try to compete as fast as possible? Do they want to tear it down and restart? Trading Bradley Roby, okay, we're tearing it down, restarting. Signing Danny Amendola, we got a veteran receiver. We're trying to compete. It just doesn't make sense. They're pulling themselves in two different directions, and the draft pick of Davis Mills shows that as well. So I think right now if you're a Houston Texans fan, you have to be just internally screaming at what is going on. You might even be externally screaming at this point because teams either need, fans of teams either need, well, either way, it's hope, but you need winning or you need hope of winning. And right now, the Texans don't have either because their team seems like they're trying to win, but everybody in the world knows that they're not going to win and they're not even building hope behind their team so I feel really bad for Houston Texans fans and I'm sure your thoughts are very similar but they just seem like an organization who's trying to have their cake and eat it too rebuild while having veterans and it's just not going to work that's not how this works I I like the way that you put that Um, I referred to them yesterday as Jekyll and Hyde because one side doesn't know what the other side is doing and it's funny Mm -hmm. you go back to like you said nba teams that are tanking they've already established they're out of the running and they're done this is happening before you've stepped on a football field in the regular season that's what i think is subsequently showing you that the jekyll and hyde thing in the front office is a problem now i will give them this that serio and cully for that matter stepped into what was a dumpster fire 
and are trying to stomp it out with their feet with no fire extinguisher in sight. And I get yeah. that that requires that you're going to get burned. But like you said, there's not a consistent thing here. Are you are you trying to prop up the other quarterback because you won't play the one that still had trade value, but which you wouldn't give in to that? And so you're bringing in veterans to try to prop up Tyrod? I don't think so. I don't think Tyrod needs that. I think he can execute an offense enough to move the ball. So I would think that you would want to make the defense as good as you can to try to slow everybody else down, especially like you said, when you have uh, a confrontation coming with the Titans, who are going to run the ball, who are going to not make you put up 40 points. So I think the confusion within the front office is very indicative of the situation that they've all come into. Does it come down to in the end that they do lose out and they are a top five pick? Yes, certainly. I think they're in the running for number one as, as this move mm. announces to me, but the question becomes, what's the compensation? And if they are moving into a top 100 pick for Bradley Roby, then maybe that softens the blow. But it yeah. certainly doesn't straighten out the psychosis going on there with the two yeah. sides of this thinking. Yeah, yeah. And I'm with you 100%. It just, it just, it just feels like, like I said, they're, they're trying to do two things at once that are in opposition of each other. And they're not going to be able to do so. Either tank and fully commit to the tank and try to rebuild this team or try to be competitive. I mean, in the NFL, anything can happen. So if you're going to try to be competitive, then try to be competitive. But they can't do both things at the same time. You can't trade away your best cornerback and then tell your fan base after you sign a 30-year-plus wide receiver that you're trying to compete. It, it, it's just very confusing to me. And ultimately, where my thoughts go to is Texans fans. And I feel bad for Texans fans. Uh, with everything going on. But at the end of the day, the season is about to begin. The season's going to kick off, and we're going to see what the Houston Texans have. I'm obviously more interested in watching what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys can do tonight. So make sure you guys tune into that. And tomorrow, there will be a full breakdown on the Locked On NFL podcast for you guys following that game tonight to kick off the season. Ryan, I just want to say thank you so much for the few weeks we got to spend together. Very excited for your new ventures. And at the end of the day, sir, I'm the captain now. I like it. I will look you right in the eye. And, hey, it's in good hands. I appreciate that. That's nicely done. <laughs> One more shout-out. I want to say for you Texans players, if you see this, Work your tail off. Put something good on film because there's a chance, even if you're the best guy on the roster, you might be out of there tomorrow. So enjoy that. Folks, make sure, come follow me over to the NFL Draft Show. We're going to reboot that here coming up in a week or two, and we're going to start on YouTube. Make sure that you follow Tyler and watch everything that this show is going to turn into. I'm excited for it, Captain. I hope that you enjoy the trip, folks. Thanks for watching us today and for me for the last two years on this show. I appreciate it. We'll catch you next time.